and welcome to the High Press Trailer, a slightly different episode that we've got for you, um, slightly more aimed at our um, newer listeners or people who haven't listened to any episodes of the High Press. Um, this is basically just a compilation of our best bits from all the guests that we've spoken to so far and uh, yeah, just to show off the podcast a little bit uh, and to see if any of our new listeners might enjoy some of the content we put out there. Uh, my name is Cal, I am a co-host of the High Press Podcast, I also host this alongside my good friend who I'm about to introduce and that is Mr Rob Richards. Uh, Rob, the trailer, excited for this one? You know what, I'm buzzing, uh, as you may be able to hear in my voice. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no, I mean we, we wanted to do this for, for a while now to, to sort of show off what we've done over the last year and uh, to really reflect that we've we've really wanted to capture the uh, alternate side of the uh, of, of the, the beautiful game that we all love. So, I mean, we've had a combination of uh, Premier League footballers with, with Carl Edwards. Uh, we've had a few lads in the Championship, Raheem Harper, uh, all the way down to non-league. Um, we've had Jason Cowley, Aaron Roberts, uh, Craig Jones. We've had, well, we've had a, a mascot, we've had a referee. Um, we, we've had ex-players, we've had journalists, we've had... Uh, I don't know, just Premier League medical in... experts, like it's yes. just the, yes. the variety of guests. And I, and I think that is the one thing that we want to really stay early doors on the high press. That, that is our selling point. We have a, mm. a variety of guests. If they're involved in the game, we want to hear from them and we want to get their thoughts on football and where they're at with the game. So that is what the high press is all about. Um, so yeah, we, we really want you to enjoy this trailer episode, um, just of our best bits. And uh, of course, make sure you follow us on social media uh, at Instagram and on Twitter at the High Press Pod, as you can see a little bit more about the work that we do. But for now, let's hear from um, ex-football manager and uh, footballing legend, it has to be said, uh, former manager of Manchester United, Aston Villa and West Bromwich Albion, amongst others, uh, Mr Ron Atkinson, as he speaks about his time at Manchester United. I mean, we, I think in the five five seasons I was there, we we never came out of the top four. We were in the top four, which um, nowadays, of course, qualifies you for the Champions League every year. Um, in them, we, we we were in the cup. We, we played in the Cup Winners' Cup and the uh, UEFA Cup, which if we if we through a league position, but um, and then of course after high school, we all got we all got. Uh, Suspended from Europe um, because yes. of what happened at Nigel. So we got suspended and we missed we missed a couple of years in Europe through that. Ron also told us about his experiences in cup finals. Well, first and foremost, I always thought that if you get to a cup final, you have to make an event of it. <laughs> All right, if you're, if you're somewhere like Liverpool at the time or Manchester United or whatever, had been in loads of finals and so forth, um, I'm talking about the League Cup finals, particularly now and later on. Um, what, so we we would invariably we we go down we go down to London a couple of days earlier. I'd invite I'd invite the players to bring the wives. I'd take them all out for dinner on the two nights beforehand to a nice good Italian restaurants mm. that we knew. We'd have a little bit of a laugh and then. After the next day, I'd move the team out at that hotel in the middle of London out to a, a hotel out in the country by Bishop Abbey, where we trained. We did a we did morning's training and prepared for it that way, and then made sure that everything was um, 
that everybody had a, a memorable time. We also spoke to the goal-scoring master that is, of course, Kevin Phillips, currently the only Englishman to have won the European Golden Boot. And on our episode with Kevin, he spoke about his 30-goal season with Sunderland. It was great. And then, you know, when you get near the end of the season, you start thinking of personal achievements. And I remember Alan Shearer coming out and saying that he didn't believe that another player, English player, would get the 30 goals in a, in a Premier League season. So when I... When I got past 20, I got to 20 pretty much around about Christmas time. Uh, and then it tailed off a little bit. And I went about four or five games without a goal. And I was I was on sitting on about 27, 28. And I really wanted to get to that 30 mark just to prove that someone could do it. Mm-hmm. I remember it, I was on 29 goals and we played West Ham at home. And I managed to score my 30th. And, you know, it was nice again to prove people wrong and... I didn't realise at the time that it would it would culminate you know culminate in the, the Premier League Golden Boot, but I never even had an, I never even knew that there was an, a, a European <laughs> Golden Boot that wow. existed. So when I got the news that I'd won that, you know, it was just you know disbelief really. Um, and then to be told I'm the only Englishman to have won it and still the only Englishman, it's yeah. you know it's some award which I think hand on heart will will stand for a long long time. I, yeah, we also had a good time speaking to Joe Massey, who's the football uh, journalist at Express and Star, uh, just telling us a little bit about what went into his job. I go to a game, say it's a three o'clock kickoff on a Saturday. My first job is to write an on-the-whistle match report, which you write during the game. And then meet, then the job is to interview the manager and the player, and you put an immediate manager reaction piece on, so it mm. goes on the website. And then everyone thinks you're done. Like everyone thinks, oh, because you leave the ground and it's like, right, that's it, you're finished. Like, let's get the games done. You, you put your match report out, you put your manager piece on. But I've got to sort out Monday's paper because on Monday, we got a paper on Monday and no one wants to read a match report or what the manager said because he said it on Saturday. Everyone knows. You don't need to tell them it's 1 1 because everyone knows they were there. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. So I have to come home then and then. Um, I write 900 words analysis on the game, player ratings, about 500 word inside lead story and a back page lead story. Joe also spoke about the time where he beat Warsaw to their own managerial announcement. I announced Warsaw's manager 24 hours before they did. That was like, I mean, if I could yeah. do that for Albion, imagine that. Like, if I did that for yeah. Albion, it would absolutely boom. Yeah, speaking of Warsaw, uh, have a listen to this story about a boner. And I wrote his name, and it went to print. Like it went, it was, it was just a typo. But I missed out the letter S in his name. So okay. it just said Barcelona Jeff Boner. It's <laughs> like ah. Oh, no. <laughs> We also had the pleasure of speaking with former West Brom player and current Ipswich wide man Kyle Edwards as he discusses the difference between the Premier League and the Championship. In the Championship, most teams, obviously they're they're good players, but most teams have like two or three outstanding players. But like Mm. when you come into the Premier League, it's like basically everyone in the team is an elite player. So Mm. like there's... Yeah, sometimes in a champ, like if someone's got it, you don't have to be as like as on it or in the prem. No matter who's on the ball or whoever's in what position, they can pick a pass or they can whip it top corner. Do you know what I mean? Kyle also told us as well about how he felt when he had to play uh, Man City. 
And like when we played Man City, I was just watching on thinking, whoa, like they're, they're a different animal, out, aren't they're they? Just, they're just bop it round, yeah, one touch, one touch, one touch, and the fruit. Next up, we're hearing from uh, Craig Jones or Jonah, uh, the hard man at uh, Worcester City, their centre back. And uh, yeah, listen, uh, listen to the time I tr- apparently tried to pick a fight with him. Uh, just before we start, I just want to let everybody know who's listening that Rob obviously is undefeated, I've been told, and he's been really? talking yeah. me more as well, saying that I'm oh, shit, that I'm not going to win, and threatening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> threatening. No, that was that was, that was before. That was before I found out he was a boxer. I'll just let you know. And Worcester City's captain also talks about his mindset just before he goes into a game. I quite like it when come, you know, I get to the ground, and this has happened numerous times, and I get to the ground, and someone's like, oh, so I was up front for them today, and I'm like, who's that? And they're like, oh, yeah. fuck me. He scored X amount of goals, and I think, fuck yeah, me, yeah. Like, he's scoring today. That's like, I like that. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love the mentality. I, like, no. I think the best thing to do, you know, like, I'm a bit of a, a bull, just give me a red rag, and you go, oh, so I was playing for these yeah. today, yeah. And I'm like, fucking come on, then let's have it, like, kind of thing. <laughs> Speaking of Worcester City, we had the honour of speaking to their chairman, Steve Good, and uh, he gave us a little bit of a song about chips. Will it be chips or jacket spuds? Will it be salad or frozen peas? Will it be mushrooms, fried onion rings? We'll have to wait and see. I hope it's chips, it's chips. We hope it's chips, it's chips. Steve also spoke about the time where Worcester City was in considerable debt. The year 2000, we were actually, we had money in the bank. Um, from the year 2000 to 2010, I believe, we were in debt by one and a half million pounds. Next on this trailer is um, John Dunn. John is a freelance commentator and he discusses what it's like to be working with a co-commentator. I think it's mm. the golden rule, and Jerry said it a few times, you tell them what's happened, I'll tell them why it's happened. Um, yeah. And, and it's great listening oh, to that. Good. He said to me before, There'll be someone running down the wing, and because he can listen to me knowing what's going on, he's looking inside the penalty area. So he's already seen mm-hmm. the movements that are taking place and who should be marking who. And if mm-hmm. somebody does score, he'll probably know who they've, they've kind of got beyond to, to score. Up next, we have the high presses linked to Ronaldinho. Uh, when we spoke to Yusuf Malumbu about his time at PSG and training with uh, some legendary players. That's a great experience to to be around uh, players like Paoletta. I remember training with uh, Ronaldinho at the time. It was just unbelievable to be around those players. Yeah, it was just unbelievable to be around this uh, those players. Yeah, great to talk with Yusuf, as he also spoke about um, his ambitions to get into a director of football position, although not quite to be a president or in any political position. Because we've seen in other African countries, I know uh, Drogba, he's been very influential exactly. in football and in, in politics. And um, exactly. is that George Weah as well? Isn't he like yeah, exactly. pres- he's president, president of, of yeah, Liberia? President, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't want to go, I don't want to be president. That's no. <laughs> so, yeah, we had a right laugh with this next one uh, when we spoke to Chris Lakowski, uh, who is a former football journalist and current lecturer at uh, some local universities uh, where he had a a little bit of a funny story about a journalist who turned up at the wrong ground. He turned up to a pub in in Birmingham called the Gunmaker's Arms, which is just near St Chubb's Cathedral. And it was a a pub that was traditionally used by the subs who worked on the newspapers. So he walks in at one o'clock 
and he orders a pint and, and his colleague spotting said, Ian, what are you what are you doing? What are you doing here? He said, Oh, just a quick pint before I head over to Villa Park. Said, Ian, Celeste. <laughs> <laughs> you what? <laughs> so, but do you know what? He stayed to finish his pint and he drove off. Dave Chow was also an amazing guest that we had a chat with. Dave is the um, baggy bird mascot of West Bromwich Albion. And in this interview, he talks about the time where he's confronted with a few angry Wolves fans. Um, and this kid chucked a pie at me. Um, <laughs> wow. He chucked a pie at me and it hit me on the head, which obviously is not going to hurt because you've got a you know, sponge head on. Yeah. And then another guy threw uh, their fans in at me, a load of ball. So I picked it up and started reading it. And I ripped it in half and threw it up in the Ooh. air. And as soon as I've done that, mate, I swear to God, it just... Yeah, they weren't, yeah they weren't happy with me at all. So I got a warning for that. Not a proper, like, police warning, but yeah. like, what have you done that for? Kidderminster Harriers man Sam Austin has also joined us on the high press as he talks about the disappointment of losing in the playoffs. The opposite to that sort of losing in the playoff final, you know. Although being on loan, you sort of you had that many games, you still felt part of the team, and I think that was quite gutting. If anything, uh, I think it would have been like really nice, you know, to make it all that way there, and to fall at the last hurdle was was mm. quite gutting. And in the next clip coming up, Sam actually tells us about scoring against a really talented Man United side. It was, you know, a real big crowd due to you know being Manchester United. You know, mm. it's, not, it's not every day you get to play against such a well-known team and having like quite a few of my friends there it was just yeah it was just a brilliant brilliant moment up next we had a fellow Rob uh, Rob from Surprise Shirts uh, and he was telling us about how a lad from uh, Santiago Chile was very very overjoyed with quite a basic and crappy football shirt but you know, would you or I want to be wandering around in a Wigan shirt? The Wigan fans would, but it's not. It doesn't have a massive yeah. value to us. That does it. It's not a particularly nice shirt. It's just standard shirt. Yeah. We sent that to a guy in Santiago, Chile, and he was over the moon because because <laughs> he'd heard of Wigan because Wigan had won Wigan had won the FA Cup, you know, and they know a little bit about the FA Cup. So he's wandering around Santiago in in a in Wigan, Wigan shirt, oh, wow. and he thinks that's amazing. Yeah, great to have a chat with Rob from Surprise Shirts. Of course, if you would like a Surprise Shirt, make sure you head over to their social media pages. They do some great stuff there, so make sure you go and check them out. We also discussed with Rob about the English fans and how much they adore third and fourth tier Argentinian shirts. We'll get South American third, fourth division teams and our customers in the UK will go mad for these crazy, colourful, sponsored shirts. Mm -hmm. But the reality is the teams are shit. And and, and, <laughs> and um, the Argentinians, yeah. they will just laugh, going, why on earth are you supporting them? They are yeah, the yeah. You know, they, they are, the, they are the, the, the small team that everyone takes the mick out of in Argentina, say. Yeah, and up next, we've got Paul Robinson, formerly of Birmingham, Watford, West Brom. Uh, and the uh, hard man told us about how he would get on top of a winger early in the game and uh, and work him out. One might need a, like, a, a good a good solid tackle to start the game off to see right, what they're going to mm. do. I've done that to them. Whereas other, other wingers that you come up to were clever, so you had to play smart. And I would, I'd get myself into trouble because I was eager, I was keen, enthusiastic, and, and that's where your coaches would come into it. So like your Graham Taylors and Kenny Jackets would 
they're trying they, they knew that they couldn't get it out of you because that was that was me yeah one of my favourite episodes this with Paul Robinson currently coaching at Millwall as he discusses some of his coaching methods it's like that defender that you're coming up against you've got to study them you've got to watch them yeah. you've got to see where they move you've got to see where they position themselves so how am I going to get the better of him well they the only, reason, the only way you're going to get better of them is if you're thinking one step ahead of them, and that's watching yeah. their clips, seeing the position that they're in. Right, okay, then how can I catch them on the blind side? How can I how can I get past him that way? He might be weaker turning inside than he might do outside. So you might get this, the, the attacker to do certain movements where he's coming in off his weaker side, knowing that he can't turn properly that side. So, yeah. You're always giving them ideas because, like I say, as a coach, you study it, you watch it. But as a player, I did. I watched the players that I was going to be playing against and how can I come out on top of them? We do love a journalist on the high press and we also spoke to Luke Hatfield, formerly of the Express and Star and now an admin at West Bromwich Albion. Uh, and in this next clip, he talks about social media abuse. No, social media abuse isn't right and it, can, it needs eradicating. But, you know, I, I think there is a place for, you know, a kind of middle ground where you know it's almost constructive kind of criticism mm. um yeah and there is a kind of a, a banter kind of line that if crossed is obviously very wrong but there were people calling me out on that article and then um fortunately they, they didn't do a fulham a feature we haven't spoke about yet is our quiz we do every episode with our guest and uh, this one was a bit of a funny one that i, I liked uh on our episode with Luke, and I gave a bit of a weird answer involving Diana Ross and Tina Turner. So it was either Tina Turner, Diana Ross, Diana Ross, or Whitney yeah. Houston. Diana Ross. Diana Ross. Yep, Diana correct. Diana Ross, yeah. She she even she kicked the ball, she missed it, and then the goal exploded anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Warren Grant was also one of our early guests on the High Press. I used to personally work with Warren and he's formerly a youth coach at West Bromwich Albion. And here's the occasion whereby a youth player narrowly avoided a sniper bullet. And what we've done is he's gone down and, and, and a couple of the coaches started looking up in the corner and pretended that there was a sniper in the corner <laughs> of the door that every now and then would pop up and shoot a player and that's why they went down. So we were like, bloody hell, that's a sniper again. And like looking up in a corner, and it's like, yeah, team. And, you know, they're pointing to this sniper up in a corner. And Lee called, bless him, he's like, where, where, like, you know, you haven't looked in the corner. <laughs> Trying to find out where the sniper in the dome is. Oh, God, yeah. I love this um, This next clip we've got for you about uh, Warren on a night out and uh, getting saved by big Darren Moore. And then I think people have heard a commotion and the first person back was a guy called Tom Brady, um, proper legend, and uh, and Darren Moore. And Darren Moore's come steaming over, what's going on here? Also had the joy of talking to non-league striker Dimitri Brown, who certainly sets high levels for himself. He got 40 goals in 48 games. Is that it? Oof. Is that it? <laughs> I could have done better. HRH, the bane of my life for many a month, finally had the pleasure of talking to him. And here he is talking about his toothbrush. I do clean my teeth twice a day. I just haven't used the electric part of it because I haven't plugged it in. But it still does a great job. And as of the last two weeks, no one's been going, bloody hell, your breath's horrible. So <laughs> I, I imagine it's it's just about worked, but I, I've probably got to charge it sooner or later. Otherwise, I'm not getting full value for money, am I? Absolutely <laughs> not. 
honestly, we, we did get HRH on to talk about um, football and particularly Wolves, but uh, just just these first clips we have of him uh, are so funny. Um, you won't hear me talking in this next one just because I'm just laughing behind the scenes. I, I can't cope with this one. Um, I think he, he's just talking about bread. <laughs> so just 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 for the listeners here, Bobby's absolutely he's gone. His head's been gone. gone for that twenty seconds. <laughs> now we're on the subject of bread. <laughs> they would put slices and slices away like it was going out of fashion. Yeah, we had a great laugh with this next lad, uh, Jack Hickman, formerly of St Pat's, playing in Ireland. Uh, now he's at Stourbridge, the wide back. Uh, however, does tell us about his time playing in Irish football and what he expected from it. Uh, playing for St. Patrick's in, in Ireland. Um, do you feel there's any difference between playing in Ireland and like in, any English leagues? Um, someone asked me, I think my dad asked me this the other day, to be fair. And I was just, I don't know. Um, it's, firstly, it's a better, stand, like, better standard than I thought he was going to be. Mm. Okay, yeah. Like, it's, better, it's a lot better over here than people think, you know, like, there's some good players over here. Yeah, I, I wanted this uh, clip to be in next, uh, where we, we speak to Richard Haynes, uh, but I'll, uh, I'll let Callum introduce that more uh, in the next clip. Uh, I just really like this quote here from Arrigo Saki, and, and you can see uh, what football really means to us. Uh, but I thought I just wanted to bring up a bit of a, a quote from Arrigo uh, Saki. Uh, he was an old uh, uh, Milan manager. And I, I thought this, this quote is probably very relevant at the moment it says football is the most important of the least important things in life absolutely uh, richard haynes a lay pastoral minister and west bromwich albion fan also spoke about how much football really does mean to us people want their their identity to be known as the football supporter you know beyond beyond their mortal existence here um mm. And I think that just tells you what how deep football can reach us in in our psyche, you know, in our in our souls. It's not a shallow thing. It takes that commitment and it goes right to to, to you know to the bottom of our souls. As you might have seen by now, we do like to have a chat with the journalist, and that's what we did with Joe Chapman of the Birmingham Mail. Um, Joe was very kind enough to cover one of our uh, interviews with Rakeem Harper, and he even used it as one of his own articles and gave us the credit. So thanks very much, Joe. And then. I gave I gave the interview a listen. I really enjoyed it. Actually, I thought he was brilliant. Um, no, thank on the you. on the podcast. Yeah, thank you very much, uh, Rakeem as well. I thought he was really. He, he, oh, yeah, he really did all right as well. Nice and dense. He did all right. Yeah, <laughs> he did all right. Nice stand to earth, lad, wasn't it? Rakeem? <laughs> no, I do. Nice. I just. I, I, I really hope the um, and Kyle as well. I really hope that they they yeah. kind of hit it off at, at Ipswich. Just say it was almost a bit of a, a a bit of a sort of a dream, you know, for to get our some of our content, you know. In, you know, a news site and the newspaper yeah, and things like that. Yeah. So, I mean, that was... Yeah, it was, yeah. so was obviously good. thank you for, for covering it because uh, yeah, yeah, it helps us a little bit out, doesn't it? So, uh, thank you yeah, uh, yeah. For, for doing that. The next one's a really nice one. We've got Nick Clayton Phillips. He's a West Brom Academy graduate. And uh, he was telling us about the time his dad surprised him with a uh, West Brom kit. And, and he says, oh, um, and he goes and grabs my West Brom bag. Well, I've never had it before. He's obviously been gone and picked it up for me. Yeah. Um, and he gave me the bag, opened it, it was just all West Brom gear. I'm like, what's, what's this? And he says, oh, you're, going, you're training at West Brom today? And I just remember like, oh, so Oh, happy. wow. And that was the first wow. time I went to train there. 
Next one, again, is right up there with one of my favourite episodes as we spoke to Mark Gillett, a Premier League medical advisor, and here's what he had to say about the discussions he had with the Premier League during COVID and suspending the football season. Remember having conversations at the Premier League, predominantly with Richard Garlick, who's now um, at Arsenal, um, about what was going to happen, and then it all happened very quickly. So mm. I remember going down there um, on a Wednesday night, um, and on the way down, I had uh, phone calls from two separate clubs. Um, and then overnight, we took the decision to suspend the league, and then we didn't play again until June. So, um, you know, it was a long time, a lot of hard work, and a lot of, I mean, a huge amount of consultation with people, both in terms of governments, uh, doctors, scientists, uh, players, managers, you know, a, a huge amount of talking and, and planning to try and get to a stage where we were happy it was safe to return. Yeah, we, we had the honour as well of speaking to Pat Frost, who is the current England kit man. Uh, and we just asked him about what went into his daily duties. So what time would you clock on and clock off, would you say, as a, a kit man in those? Yeah, game days, you probably start eight, nine o'clock, getting yourself sorted for training and packing vans up, and then you'll finish late on in the evening. Well, you know, so it's a very long day then. Yeah, no, in, in Russia, for instance, on the day of games, we were then flying back, so we weren't getting in till two, three, four in the morning. Pat also spoke about some of the habits that some big-name footballers have. Um, well, Ben Foster always liked a bar of uh, dairy milk chocolate half-time with a cup of tea, yeah. which was easy enough to sort out at all. Yeah. But Kyle Walker has got some, what he calls, lucky pants, that he doesn't okay. wear for games, but he likes to travel to the game in them, and he doesn't wear them in the game. Well, next up for you, we have a gentleman that played with Phil Foden, Callum Hudson-Odoi, and Jaden Sancho. It is former West Brom player and current Ipswich midfielder, Raheem Harper. Um, yeah, I just remember like, obviously going there and just, obviously the England on the 17th is a special, like quite a talented age group. Obviously you see the likes of like um, Sancho, um, Phil Hudson Adoy did big things now, for example. Mm. Um, and yeah, I just remember going there, just the level of players, like the real talented players. I just remember thinking, like, this this is the level you want to be at every week. We also spoke with our target man, Sam Cosgrove uh, of Birmingham City, and he discusses the time when he was at Aberdeen and a certain clash with Scott Brown. I came on naturally pumped up, and it was just. It wasn't even a red miss moment. It was just, you know, there's there's a ball there to be won. I mean, I've timed it horrendously, but and it was a bad tackle. It was it was definitely a red card, but it was just it was just one of those things. I was just, you know, over pumped. Also joining us on the show was football development manager and referee Luke Bowles, and he was telling us about what happens to you if you, I don't know, try and attack a referee. How does that sound? You're starting to see better punishment for those that do assault match officials. And although you don't want to see it happening, when it is happening, you, you are seeing big punishment. So I'm not going to name names, but there's an individual that I know was, a, was assaulted in pre-season, that pre-season game. And the um, offender's actually been suspended until 2029. So he can't play any form of wow. football for eight years, which is good, it's a good result, but it should never happen. Why, why should someone that's given up their time? Yes, they do get a little bit of expenditure to cover their travel costs and and time and kit and stuff like that but why should they be subject to that to that abuse 
And last but certainly not least is non-league goal scorer Jason Cowley as he discusses some crucial advice that has kept him on the straight and narrow in his career. One piece of advice that has always stuck with me, it was pre-season for Redditch United and Byf- Darren Byfield was a manager. And um, we had strikers like Clinton Morrison, Jamie yeah. Spencer, and there was me. And we was all sitting down in circle and he was standing over the other side of the pitch and he says, I'm going to call you over one by one. I want you, I'm going to keep you. Off your deal. All the strikers went, and he went to me as well. He went, I want you, I want you. And I, and I said to him, But well, am I going to play over them? And he went, What? He says, why, do, why would you say that? He said, If you've got no belief in yourself, then no, I don't, I don't want you to play for me. He right. says, Always believe in yourself. Never think anyone's better than you, basically. And always, like, he says, Otherwise, you're not going to get anywhere. And since that day, I thought to myself, No one's better than me. And that is the end of the trailer. We hope that just gives you a small snippet as to what the High Press podcast is all about. Plenty of flavour, plenty of different people involved. And uh, we really, really hope you enjoyed listening to it. Yeah, yeah, we did. And uh, to remind you, the High Press podcast is released weekly on a Monday morning, ready for that commute uh, wherever you're going. Uh, But yeah, we just wanted to say thank you for joining us for this trailer. And uh, hope that we can attract you and uh, pull you in uh, to listening to our show. <laughs> Great. Thanks for listening. And make sure you check us out, as I said at the start, on social media, at Instagram and Twitter. We are at The Holy Press Pod. Thanks for listening and take care.